Super Senpai Podcast. Welcome to the Super Senpai Podcast. This is a monthly, episodic, tokusatsu-related podcast where we're talking about fights and tights. I'm Pat. And I'm Grant. And uh, it's good to be back, buddy. How we doing? Pretty good. It's been a minute since we've done some maybe-us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it has been a little bit, hasn't we, it? We've, we've done a couple, we've tried some things out. We've done a special... Uh, and here we are, <laughs> re- re- a couple reschedules later. Yeah, a few reschedules, a few different things. We've been charting a different path. Yes. Right? <laughs> but it is good to be back. Yeah. And talking, talking maybe is. Is there any tokusatsu news that we wanted to cover? I feel like some things have happened. I know the new Sentai got announced for Dawn Brothers is what it's called, I believe. I don't know if we know much about it. Did it? I don't, I didn't know that. Okay. That got announced. Oh, uh, and there's been more, um, a little bit more news and images and stuff trickling out uh, about the new Shin Kamen Rider that Hideo Kamen oh, was doing. Oh, okay, yes, that's right. We did get some teasers and intro, right? Right, exactly. And it's very clear. I don't know if what you watched or saw or whatever, but it's very obvious that it's going to be a uh, a love letter to everything og common writer right like it's gonna be uh <laughs> there it is it is shamelessly in the og style right everything down to like the the way that the shots are framed and and all that like it's clearly going to be ano being as self-indulgent as possible and i'm i'm here for that personally. yeah i mean it's <laughs> if i'm remembering right it's just straight up let's go writer kick like uh, yeah <laughs> and i love i do love that that's fantastic yeah shin common writer i'm excited uh, you know, and I get this, this is such a tangent, but I've never actually seen, do we call it Kamen Rider Shin? Like, the the movie with the freaky bug guy version. Uh, I've never no. seen it. I've heard it's kind of horrifying in some spots, but I, <laughs> I would like to. <laughs> no, I hear you. I, I mean, I'm just now really educating myself on OG Kamen Rider. Hmm. I may be... 15 episodes in mm-hmm. which is you know a, a decent amount for most toku but for oji Kamen Rider, which is like almost 100 episodes it's really not that far at all yeah um i've only just gotten past uh the rider handoff um oh you, really you know, yeah yeah real life motorcycle accidents but um i'm right. just I, you know of course you know i i, I love uh i have loved older toku too I, I i like all the different varieties it's definitely you know, it's such an experience, and this goes in if you're talking about, you know, I mean, we're talking about Mabius here, which is current-er, but, you know, if you if you talk about, like, going back and watching, say, like, the 66 Ultra or Ultra 7 and stuff, like, these these older Toku shows, they're, they're refreshing in some ways, because there's a lot less, like, this show's very existence is the gimmick. Yeah. Right? Like, right. it's not like, okay, what 15 different, you know, like... 
there's so much there's so many layers of the toyetic gimmicks now in the modern series because i mean you just got to there's cards and the collectible bibble bobbles and the different singing belts and the different weapons and the yeah. different modes like there's so much and there's so many character forms right and revice it, it, revice it, uses like stamps i think which is like <laughs> it seems a, what what he, even is a stomp <laughs> yeah like he he takes like a like a rubber stamp not not exactly a rubber stamp but he kind of like hits a pad it's okay int- it's 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 a, it's kinetic it looks yeah. it looks fun but also i'm like huh <laughs> all right yeah i mean i guess that's also a different perspective because I mean, correct me if i'm wrong in japan um and in other i guess many parts of the world like rubber stamping for official as opposed to signatures is still quite common um true. I, I i believe that is the case and i think that's part of some of the issues that subaraya had with chayo or whatever. Really? I, I, yeah, I think there was something to do with there was an official stamp that that was used on some documentation. Um, and I think if memory serves, I may be just completely making this up, but if I'm if memory serves, that's some of the legal issue there, or had been. I mean, it's clearly cleared up now. Thank God. Uh, thank the Ultra Father. But I mean, at <laughs> least name, here, here in, in the, the name of the Ultra Father. <laughs> in the name of the Ultra Father. I mean, I can say for myself at least. You know, even as a little kid in the 90s, I remember thinking stamps were really passe. Like, the idea of, like, taking a stamp and, like, stamping something with wet ink was just, like, a a neat, fun thing you could do as, like, a hobby activity, I get. Like, it was like, oh, look, here's a stamp that's, like, a little giraffe. Ha-ha, I put it Mm. on the paper. But, like, I never saw, like, and I'd heard the phrase to rubber stamp something, Mm -hmm. right? But I, I I don't know if I've ever seen a stamp... Like you, like you know, I think of like letter stamps. Like you have even on envelopes now. Sometimes you do still have to mail something. I've, I've you know used those even even in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. But the idea of like actually stamping something is very rare, and at least at least in my lifetime has always seemed quite rare. <laughs> so that's interesting. That's a really interesting bit. I'm sure it's still. I mean, I would I would assume it's still somewhat archaic to the kids these days worldwide. But I'm sure it's. I think it's slightly more common. Um, in different parts of the world. I don't think we're deep enough into bureaucracy to, to appreciate <laughs> having to rubber stamp some things. But I mean, if you, yeah. think, of, if you think about it, um, well, I don't know how much you travel uh, or very traveled rarely. past tense, but when you get your passport, you go to another country, they have you know very specific mm-hmm. stamps that they'll hit you with. Like there's mm-hmm. a whole section dedicated to it. And then mm-hmm. uh, there was, I don't think we were prepared for it. So maybe we couldn't take advantage of this as as well. Um, I would say landmarks and touristy sites, maybe historical sites, have like a a unique stamp that you can like grab, and it'll even be like a big ink pad. Oh, and you, okay. If you if you travel around with you know like a big square notebook or whatever it is, you can mark where you've been, and I think all of the information for that location's on the stamp. So I want to say that's what it's a like a reference to, but it's a very I, I guess it's like a very Japanese thing. I, I don't know. I don't know if other countries do it, but I, I remember yeah. thinking this is neat, but also I was not prepared. I didn't bring anything for this. Um, yeah. <laughs> where am I? You this didn't is, prep for the, the stamp discussion? The stamps are huge. They're not like a little, it's not a little baby stamp. These are. Oh, right. <laughs> it's a big boy stamp. Yeah. <laughs> These are big, big boy stamp. stamps. Yeah. <laughs> Away from the weird stamp tangent we got on, I guess. I do really appreciate you know, watching OG Kamen Rider and, like, watching these older Toku shows where, again, like, Kamen Rider is himself the, in, the kind of the whole gimmick, right? The gimmick is, 
look how cool Common Rider is. It's very refreshing in a sense. And of course the the sort of villain menagerie is all over the place. But it's just the it's it's very it's very simple and refreshing. It's like that's Common Rider. It's not like, oh here's his base form and they might preview a new form before episode two's even done. Like, no, he's just like Common Rider. It's it's cool enough. Like that's that's all we need. <laughs> it's right. sort of refreshing in a lot of ways. You know, and to, it's it's so anti formulaic at this point. I mean there is a it's a clear formula but even the sort of the season tempo, right? Where, you know, like, okay, around somewhere in the mid-teens, we're going to get the new characters show up, you know? And so, like, you don't have those same expectations for exactly when things are going to happen. I'm literally just like, what is going to happen this episode? I have no idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> because yeah. it's so early. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Anno is pulling from that well, at the very least visually. And I assume creatively he will as well. I have no doubt. Definitely. Uh, in Toku watching news, you've been you've been watching anything, buddy? Mm, nothing, not a whole lot lately. Uh, I would say anime is kind of dominating, <laughs> dominating whatever we're watching. Well, and what anime are you watching? <laughs> barely, barely any live action stuff too. Ranking of Kings, I gotta say, is number one for the season for me. I think anybody I see talk about it is is also echoing this. It's what is it, this now? Ranking of Kings, or uh, okay. what is it? Osama Ranking, I think, is the other title of it. It's okay. it's one of those, one of those, as if there's so many of these. But it, <laughs> it it's, but seriously, like it's it's kind of, it, it has that same development route that One Punch Man had. Not to make it a one to one thing, but if I went to go look at the manga afterwards because I'd heard it was. Uh, a little different visually, and uh, yeah, it's it's like this is not a put down. I'm sure the story is great. It reflects in the animation very well, but it, it looks like a, kind of a janky web comic if you go and look at the original art for it. But then you get to when I think Studio Wit is doing it or W W I T is doing it, and it okay. it feels like feels like a legacy thing or almost like a like just pure. I, I hate to make this comparison just because I'm sure it's overdone, but it, it almost seems like a, a like a Ghibli cousin kind of like okay, it's just magical like okay, uh, good for the soul anime that's good for the soul, uh, okay. but the the concept is that um the main character is the first prince in line for the throne, he is deaf and mute. And he has a lot to live up to, but I think he wants to be a good king to his people. It's, I mean, in the credits, it seems that they're also, they're working with, or at least have a consultant for, like, Japanese sign language. So there's, like, a little bit of that blended in. There's there's a character that can also just understand him. So that makes it a little bit easier for the audience, I guess. It's one of those where every week I'm like, this isn't long enough. Like, I dread it being over because oh wow, I want more. Yeah, we're four episodes <laughs> in. A lot's happened. It looks wonderful. It's not exactly this, but it almost it feels like they're really trying to make it look like it's cell animation. Okay. Even though we know that they're using different techniques for it. You know, maybe more obvious than not in some shots than others. It's it's a delight. Like yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. uh, looking forward that to the next really one. Wonderful. Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay. Aside from that, a couple of things here and there. I I would say this was the standout one that's I'm still thinking about. Mm. Uh, 
Um, and then anticipation for JoJo less than a month. We're almost there. Aren't December first. Yeah, that's. I'm a little mad about that one because Why is that? one Netflix is doing it, and I have usually their subtitles are. I don't know if there's an options thing that I'm missing, but the subtitle options in Comey's and Comey can't communicate are really hard to read. For me, the contrast is pretty bad, but I don't know if that's a problem that I need to fix or if it's just mm. <laughs> like this is a lot of white on a whiteboard or white on white background. It's really hard to see <laughs> the pick out because there's a lot of text. Yeah, that can be really frustrating. Yeah. I, I feel like that won't that won't necessarily be an issue with JoJo, but I, what I do know will be an issue is they're dropping 12 episodes at once, which means mm. sh- sh- everybody shut up. <laughs> everybody log <laughs> off. I need to watch 12 episodes on a Wednesday night. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Netflix. Way to go, you nerds. Yeah. <laughs> but the good news is we'll know what the... We'll uh, get to see the opening and find out what dope era-appropriate ending theme we'll get. Right. Fingers sure. crossed for, like, Britney Spears or Spice Girls or Destiny's Child. I, I'm i so excited. Like, TLC? Oh, my God, imagine. Imagine. Just, just imagine. imagine. <laughs> wouldn't that be great? Yeah, it would be amazing. I yeah. actually, I had an argument with my wife the other day. I was, I was singing, um, I started like, she said something about chasing, and I was like, you know, don't go chasing waterfalls. And like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I forget who she said it was. Uh-oh. But not... it was not TLC, and I was like, are you kidding me? That's TLC. She's like, no, it's not <laughs> So we got into this whole thing, and I was like, to the internet. There's no argument. There's no argument. It's just TLC. You're just wrong if it's anything else. (laughs) I was proved. History vindicated me. The problem. The problem is though, were you like really smug about it afterwards? Because that's that's where it gets. Okay, I couldn't. She knows where I sleep. That's not. Yeah, that's not even an option. Checking, just making sure you know. Let's see. What, uh, so I have been doing a, a bit of Toku watching. Like I said, I've been watching OG Common Writer. And I guess another big thing for me is the, uh, of course, in the Discord, we're always watching Toku on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I mm. usually make the Tuesday sessions, but I don't always. Sometimes I, you know, due to various other factors, I may miss a, a week or something like that. Um, so I went through and finished up because we we were watching Q Ranger. That was mm. the one we watched before we're watching uh, Zuhoger now. I think uh, with Q Ranger there were some episodes that I missed. So I went back and I finished up. So I have officially finished Q Ranger now, which was the series in twenty sixteen to twenty seventeen. I want to say, or was it twenty seventeen? Yeah, it was right, wasn't it? It was. Wasn't it right? Uh, before? No, sorry. Yeah, it was right before um, Lupin uh, Ranger vs. Pat Ranger, that's right. which is our sort of inaugural show together. Yes. Uh, the one that's space-themed and has a really big team. Yeah. I, I don't know. Have you completed that series? No, I've seen maybe like three or four episodes of it. I liked it. I like what I saw. Yeah. I really, really liked it for a series that has literally like 12 Rangers yeah, there's you know, like, by the end. There's like two reds, right? Like there's even yeah, two I mean, reds. <laughs> There are so many. It's a really, really good season, and in in true, a lot of the series that I tend to like from Sentai hmm. are the ones that really lean into buddy episodes almost more than single character episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the way Stinger and Champ, who are the Orange and Black Ranger, the way like their relationship develops over the course of the show. Oh, Champ is, is the like the bull robot one, right? Like he's an android. Yes, he's the bull robot God. wrestler. That is so <laughs> cool. My... I remember that one. He's 
he's so great i i just i love him but like the way his and like he has a plot that's important and stinger the you know the poison guy has a plot that's important like with his brother and stuff but like really their relationship is so good like the way it unfolds over the series is it's just terrific right and i guess that's the thing that i really like about it is that you know almost more than the individual rangers the way that they play off each other and like it's really impressive the way i feel like i have a pretty good grasp on most of the cast even though it's so large like by the end of it you really do feel like you know them pretty well and you can keep track of it which is i guess i i, I guess the difference is there aren't that many alternate forms like obviously the lead red has a couple of forms but there's not really a lot of power-ups for the team mm-hmm nor are there that many individual power-ups. It's just, they just add another character, right? And there's not, even though it, the the main mecha have the kind of interchanging globe thing, they don't get too many mechs. Like, I've definitely watched Sentai that have had more robot friends. Like, oh my god, we're collecting all the robo-friends. We got a robo-deer, we got a robo-rhino, we got a robo-dolphin. You know, like, there's so many. And this has that, like, don't get me wrong, but the focus doesn't really seem to be there. It's like, look, we're going to have this many characters and we're going to focus in on them. And it works. It works really well. It's a really good season. It's not my favorite, but it's a really good season. And I think the suit designs, like, the extra bulk and kind of, I don't know, it's not really armor exactly. Like, it's not quite as big as like say Rai from Zoo Ranger, the the green you know, Green Ranger with the giant gold right. like shoulder V Paul like that's clearly like an armor upgrade, yeah. right? Like there's I wouldn't call the Q Ranger suits armored like that, but they're definitely a bit bulkier and they've got a little bit more to them than just kind of the the lycra like you know kind of sheer look that so many sentai teams have there's a little bit more bulk to them i like i like that visual look a lot it's a really good season i'm really really pleased with it like the more i was watching i was like man this is just this is really really good it definitely um doesn't i mean it's got some it's 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 tropey in a lot of places because you got so much going on and only only so many only so many things you can do but just the way it develops the cast and still even with 12 rangers i was at no point overwhelmed like wait who is this again <laughs> and why are we here like that's pretty impressive because a lot of times you know this the, 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 the when the plot moves at the speed of toku you can get lost sometimes i'm like wait what's happening again what why is this important to the plot but they 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 really managed to pull it off i was quite impressed it's a good good season excellent so, other than that, do we want to start talking about some, some Mabius, my friend? Let's do it. Alright. So, this episode we are reviewing 27, 28, 29, and then we're going to watch 30 together. So, 27, it's kind of like a half recap episode. We kind of, they, they sort of ran through a bunch of the maquette monsters and previous monsters that they'd encountered. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess they can turn monsters they've beaten into maquettes. Uh, the implication is very strange. But anyway, <laughs> so it's a little bit of a recap episode. They go through, I guess, the adjutant has to, <laughs> he's laid on a report that has to get submitted, and they have to pick which maquette monsters will be potentially the most useful. They run through a bunch of them, reflect on some of the past ones. Space Dinosaur Zeton <laughs> comes up, mm-hmm. uh, and as a potential one, looks really strong. It turns out it's too strong, and it's trying to escape the simulation system that they used. And they have to defeat it. They try throwing Amoebius maquette monster at it. That gets slapped around very quickly. Amoebius then has to jump in. He kind of gets slapped around. Then Miklis and Wyndham get thrown in as supports. And they, they take they take him down. So those two end up being the ones that they kept. 
The ones that we turns out the ones that were good before are the ones that we're going to keep using. Ultra Father is hinting at something ominous that they're going to follow up on. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, episode 28. They have a really strange... This one opens up kind of strange. There's a ghost, I guess, that's sort of hovering in the, around the base that people are reporting. And while they're, they they spot it in the garage, they start chasing it. Konami runs into a childhood friend who turns out to be... Like, I guess when he was a kid, he was like a really encouraging dude. But now he's an actor who, who got in trouble because he assaulted somebody. Even though Konami says it was because he took down a drunk that was harassing a lady. He still got in trouble for it. It turns out this is all a ploy for his friend or a friend of his to meet guys. And then I guess that guy turns out to be a tabloid journalist. And they wanted like footage of guys crew getting violent or beating somebody up. Um, I, I, this might maybe would have gotten him back into fame's good graces, I guess, or, or the pity from from people. I don't know. It's it's interesting, I guess. <laughs> it's a weird one. We'll talk about it. But the it turns out this ghost is is another monster that's been that sort of slurping up the same the gas that Lim uses that Lim their little buddy electric little Ella King buddy uh, uses mm-hmm. to get around uh, or sort of exist within the base. Uh, so this dude Red Nova yeah Nova gets real big using the maquette gas and that's a decoy for him to show up and. Really start beating beating up Mebius. Konami summons Miklas t- for support, and Suzaki, her childhood friend, feels bad and sees how hard she's really trying. So he starts cheering her on, and then so she starts cheering Miklas on even harder. And then they they ultimately defeat Nova, uh, mm-hmm. and then we get the episode ends on a, a signal for Mebius to come back to the Land of Light. For some reason. So then that goes straight in episode 29 where Ultra Dad is like, hey, uh, you're going to die. Something real bad's coming. We've already sent a different Ultra to clean it up. So don't worry about it. But maybe this is kind of stubborn. And he says, no, no, no. I, I can't let. I can't just leave Earth. I can't just leave him. Bro, I cannot leave Earth, bro. Yeah. Dad, bro. bro. Yeah. <laughs> and he, I mean, he still, I think, gets the gravity that something bad or something really dangerous could happen here. Mirai kind of goes around on everyone's days off and, like, supports them or does something nice for them. Like, he learned how to fix bikes. He learned how to make curry. He learned how to mm-hmm. handle children. Uh, <laughs> even to contain them. Get get better at <laughs> soccer. <laughs> and so it's, like, a very specialized encounter for everybody. And then they joke that Ryu's doesn't have any plans, so Mirai's just going to take him out on a date, and that's exactly what happens. They go out for a nice picnic in the... <laughs> The... Not even subtle either. It was like, no, we're going to go out on a date. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we just eating sandwiches in front of a fountain? <laughs> and, of course, this is exactly when that new monster shows up. This big, scary robot. And it gets real bad real fast. And and I guess knowing the gravity of this, and maybe thinking this is his last moment, Mirai reveals to Ryu that he is Mebius is a shocker for you and it turns out this thing can like not only is it strong it can regenerate because like after two or three hits maybe less maybe his color timer goes off and he's he's in trouble like he he blows up a part of this robot and like it just regenerates he cuts off an arm it turns into a sword and reattaches there's really nothing he can do 
or it seems like there's nothing he can do. And while he's on, the, he takes a big hit. He's on the ground, and a laser beam comes out of nowhere. Ultraman Taro shows up to save the day. This is the one they had sent. Somehow he gets there after him. <laughs> he gets whatever. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. So maybe it's, he's like, hey, like go back to the land of light. I, we told you you're. I don't want you to die or get hurt. Mavius says, hey, no, 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 I can do it. I can fight. And then he just freaking disappears or just shrinks down. It's not clear for a moment. Taro cleans up and, or at least tries to, he blows the robot like in half. And then it seems like it's still going, but disappears, like gets teleported away. Ryu sort of runs around looking for any signs or traces of Mavius. And he finds uh, Mirai unconscious in the rubble. And then, of course, <laughs> we get a cliffhanger. A very lovely cliffhanger where, like, some rubble, like, shifts and then falls onto them and it cuts. Followed immediately or undercut immediately by the next episode preview where everybody's fine and he's... <laughs> maybe it's just standing dead center, uh, <laughs> cheering or getting ready to transform in front of everyone. <laughs> right. But yeah, that was, a, that was a quick... That was an attempt at a quick summary of 27, 28, and 29. Did I miss anything big, do you think? Or do you think we got it? Mm. No, I think that pretty much covers it. All right. Yeah, so how did you feel about these episodes? This is an interesting batch, for sure. I thought it was great. It was always a oh, great it's a recap episode, but it was a fun way to do it mm-hmm. with the reflection via maquette monster clip show, I guess, mm-hmm. less than recap. Right. The Konomi Suzaki episode was kind of weird. I really didn't like the idea of somebody trying to, like a tabloid guy getting involved. Like, that really put me off. That was a weird, that was a really weird angle. Yeah, like, what, what are you, what's the goal here? What are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. also, it was counterbalanced by the silliest monster that I have seen <laughs> in Mebius so far. And maybe one of my favorites. It's just a dude, it's a balloon, it's a red balloon with a scary face drawn on it and a blanket thrown over it. I <laughs> love it. And when it goes into, like, UFO <laughs> mode and it just starts spinning the robe part, like, the cut from a guy in a robe, because they do a pretty good job at hiding the form underneath, which I was, like, mm-hmm. just really, I guess, impressed with. And then, like, then it starts spinning the robe and there's nothing under there, but it's, like, kind of like a buzz saw. And it's slapping slash slashing Mebius around. That's kind of, and that's, it made a scary face at one point, and that was pretty scary. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> When the adjutant and assistant run into him in the in the garage and it, it smiles, or they do that thing where they, you know, transform the face into a twisted smile. Right, right. <laughs> and then this last one where it's like, okay, well, there's, we know there's like 20 more episodes, so he's not going to die, probably. Growth stage, something he's going to grow out of this, I'm sure. But it's I thought it was very fun to have, fun and also sad to have him just show up at everybody's day off to like, encourage them and give them a handmade charm like that's so cute (laughs) yeah (laughs) i want a handmade charm on my day off (laughs) just don't we all i never get one on my day off truthfully (laughs) they're all personalized too it's not yeah (laughs) it ain't it's not a poorly thought out gift no right no no Yeah, it, what a what an interesting set of episodes. I have to agree, I, the weird curveball was definitely the... I mean, I guess it's because he was a, a tabloid guy specifically. Yeah. That it's like, well, maybe I'm 
being more upset about it than I should, but they definitely kind of had this, like, you journalists, you, you know, mm. kind of, I didn't really like that. It was a weird vibe. Yeah. I wanted George to beat that guy up. Like, I did. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mirai was going to um, do it, and I was like, do it! <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I have to agree, too, that the the ridiculousness of that monster, he, he reminded me of, like, when you get a Tootsie Pop, <laughs> and you start to unravel the wrapper, <laughs> and it's like, cut, like yeah. I was like, it's a Tootsie Pop ghost. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't, and I really liked all the drama with... Now, it's been a little while since you've seen it, but I was wondering why all of a sudden it felt like we were getting this thing about the Ultra Brothers before each episode. I was like, this is new, it feels like. I don't think they've been advertising the Ultra Brothers every single episode like this. And then, uh, it's because Taro's going to show up and save the day, right? That's like, right. That was the... Yeah, I, I I didn't know if it was going to be a trend. Yeah, because it definitely started with episode 27. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they haven't been doing this. Um, yeah, right. But I thought oh, I, there was a moment I'm like, who's going to show up like to help? Who did they send? And I guess that would have been, the, <laughs> that's the hint. And it makes me feel like we're going to see like all of them. Like they're going to show up and help out, help me be a sound. I think yeah, right. I'm down for that. I'm right. into it. Let's do it. Like, yeah, I, I, I think, I always think that's great. Now it seemed to me, and of course, <laughs> lore wise, I don't, I know, I know Ultraman lore can can be quite gigabrain um but i seem to recall that most of the time it's like okay well these ultras are all from like different like sometimes it seems like it's implied they're all in the same universe and sometimes it's like oh i'm from an alternate reality or something like that like they all come from the land of light but there's some kind of maybe we're alternate earths or something at least in the more modern ones so it was interesting that it's just like no it's just hey it's taro hey i'm back you know what are you doing yeah but i i really liked all the drama with mirai revealing himself in in 29 I really enjoyed the Mirai, specifically him like appearing and catching the plane before the impact. That yeah, was really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fantastic. And that was really, really fun. I really liked, even though it was a clip show for 27, I did like it was kind of a bit kind of tongue in cheek grid manny because we're digitizing and the monsters and all that. Yeah, that's right. And was it 27 or was it 28 that had with, I, no, I guess it was 28 with the adjutant and. <gasps> The costumes, the, the disguises, uh, yeah, the costumes, and oh, yes. I didn't mention it. The uh, the montage, the makeover montage. Yes, uh, loved it. I did enjoy that very much because it was like, oh, it's, it's a romance thing. This is fun. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, it's not. <laughs> it He's was... a jerk. Also, he told her to take her glasses off. Like, are you stupid? Like, just, yeah. <laughs> you an idiot? Get out. Just shut up. None of his opinion. He's a bad guy now. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely. He's, this is a villain. Absolutely, this is the a only villain. villains say this. <laughs> um the yeah because it was like oh and then and then anybody suggesting it was like oh and take your glasses off you're prettier without it i hate it hate it yeah i don't like that Not at a all fan. as as a glasses person yeah you know i i i i i defend you know i do sometimes have to put in context because you know you gotta wear other eyewear various reasons but it's like don't let's let's not do this to glasses folks Mm-mm. okay let's no. not do that oh there was another thing i've skipped over here that i think you'd pre- you also appreciated but when they were going over the list of past or previously defeated monsters, <laughs> when they went, uh, they were like, oh, no, this one's too poisonous. This one's too dangerous. This one's too whatever. And then they got to Bemstar. Everyone's like, yeah, this one's fine. This is a good one. And they, yeah. and Mariana's <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> because that's how, that's how I felt. Like, I was like, no, ew, don't. I don't want to hang out with Bimstar. 
Yeah. I'll never work but, with you. Never. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really great. Yeah, yeah the agitated <laughs> even like comes up. It's like, come on, and she's like, d- d- no, like this is not. <laughs> we're not doing this. Yeah. Um. Oh, and the weirdness, the weirdness of them making a Mebius maquette. That was, yeah, that was weird, right? Like, yeah, that was a little odd. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and and it felt strange. There were a couple. Oh, there's a couple. Yeah, because uh, Mirai looked visibly uncomfortable when they were like, "Here's the Mirai," or "Here's the Mirai. here's the Mavius maquette." And he was like, "Um, <laughs> excuse me." Yeah. Whoa, hit up, hold up. Like that's. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon. Yeah, I'm, I don't know about that. But then the there was the other cut with the I think it was Birdon the poison when Birdon bit into and poisoned Mebius. Uh, there's like a shot very oh, briefly right. of Mirai going oof like it's like yeah that one still hurts <laughs> I, I enjoyed it so much yeah I guess the interesting thing to me about the whole episode was that it's it's clip showishness was very strong hmm. in the kind of the first half and it became less of a clip show as it went on yeah it felt like anyway like it, it didn't feel as clip showy mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it was. I, this was a good little, a good little batch. Other than the weird thing with the journalist, it was a, or the, I guess the tabloid guy. It was a, it was a good batch of episodes for sure. Yeah, yeah. Any anything else worth noting in the hmm. batch? Tepe's pajamas. Oh my god! I, with the I was laughing. I was. It's so <laughs> he's such a fancy boy. Like he's such a isn't he? He's though? such a rich boy. <laughs> I don't. I want to know why he dresses like an like a like a fantasy elf. Like, no, not a, not an elf. Like a gnome. Like, what is it? You know what I mean? Like, there's a a critter, a creature. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was. It was. It was a good set of episodes. Yeah. It had it had some good monsters, and of course, an appearance by Zeton. That's always fun. Yes. I like Zeton. The classic monsters. I like Zeton a lot. It, also, the like. Don't use a laser beam on Zeton, don't you know? Like, <laughs> what? We're not supposed to do that. Oh, my bad. Like, yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that was. This isn't like a major point, but also it was made me scratch my head. That they they drew a lot of attention uh, in. I think it was in twenty eight Ultra uh, to Mebius, like teleporting over to where Novo, the true Novo, was spawning. I was like, I don't remember him doing this before. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, now that you say it. Okay. No, yeah, that was a weird, interesting Yeah, because for, for a second, and maybe that's what this is, for a second it looked like kind of the maquette effect, so I'm like, oh, did they use mm-hmm. the Mebius maquette as a distraction? But no, it was him teleporting. Mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe he learned it from the digitizing. Like, I don't know. It mm-hmm. seemed new to me. Like, I don't remember them doing this before this, but... Yeah, I don't either. Um, here we are. So, ready to go into 30? Yes. I'm excited, uh, as particularly with finding out what all's going on here with Mirai. And, yeah, the, the drama's there, other than, obviously, the, the episode preview, which even even at our uh, attempts to dodge it, I still was like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's going to be fine to some degree, because there's a lot of episodes still left to review. Yeah. Like, I would assume it's not just, like, a 20-episode funeral sequence. But still... <laughs> I, I think That's exactly what it is. Done That's a... why they've been talking about the other Ultras. <laughs> It's just all them paying their respects. It's like, oh god, this keeps going on. Just, just, just <laughs> for, for five months of airing. Just time. thirty, yeah, thirty years of Ultraman <laughs> saying sorry and goodbye. <laughs> 
It's a real... I didn't know him babies very well, but I'm still going to give him a two-hour eulogy. It's whatever happened to the Cape Crusader or whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow, but for Ultraman. Yeah, right. Just... <laughs> hours and hours. Would that be called... What's What's... Does Ultraman have an epithet? He has to. I always, I guess, think of him as the warrior from the Land of Light, but I don't know if that's an official one. Mm. You know what I mean? Whatever happened to the warrior from the Land of Light is pretty great. Like, that's just enough words to give it it a good amount of gravity there. Uh, Shall we? We shall. We shall. And we're back. So that was Ultraman Mebius episode 30, Flames of Promise. Yeah, really a part two. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is a part two to 29. So what, how, how does that plot resolve coming off of, of, of Mebius's dire straits um so the the last episode let off i don't know if i had actually mentioned earlier but ryu finds mirai's body finds him unconscious in the rubble right as like more rubble is about Mm -hmm. to fall on them i guess he actually did get injured here because they're both like he's bandaged up mirai's in the icu and they know that the robot wasn't defeated so they still need to prepare so they, they start like coming up with ways to work on it or, or mm-hmm. tune their equipment and stuff. Mirai wakes up and leaves the charm for you. Like, he hadn't handed it to him yet because they got interrupted. Their date got interrupted. Yeah. So rudely. <laughs> and they, they sort of meet. I think they've been in the spot a few times. They've talked here a few times. This, like, overlook of the city. They meet and talk about it. Mirai talks about sort of the history of Ultras and why... His reasoning for why they're so involved with Earth. And we... I guess they perceive somehow that this robot is like the advance sent by an invasion force. This is like the advance troop or advance unit for it. Mm-hmm. And so they know it's coming again and they go send Gun Phoenix to go intercept it. Ultraman Taro shows up and they things seem to be going well. They they get it into like the tractor beam that they had used, I think, for the, the early boss, that eating monster. Mm-hmm. Or it was another one. I can't remember. But that fails because it seems like it teleports out of the tractor beam. The thing just starts shooting everything and everyone gets hurt. And Mirai shows up trying to tell Taro that he's going to join the fight. Taro says, no, I'm not. Like, don't do not do it. You're going to get hurt. Go go, go train. And go home and be <laughs> a family man. Family man. Uh, I'm going to use ultra dynamite. Like, don't use ultra dynamite. It's the most dangerous thing that you said you were never going to use again. Of course, he uses it and he blows Impriser up. But the robot pieces start coming together again. Ryu and the rest of guys like kind of spot Mirai talking to Taro, and they're like, "Hey, what's what's happening here? What's this about?" And Ryu tells him, "Hey, you got to fight. Like, you're part of you're part of guys as well. So you got to go. This is what you want to do. You got to go. You got to go protect Earth or go help Earth out." So mm-hmm. he transforms Namibius in front of everybody as his secret <laughs> identity is finally <laughs> revealed. There's we do this combo of. Mevius and Taro beating the crap out of Improviser, which is great. Uh, even guys chips in with a capture cube, like a synchronized capture cube on him. But that ends up failing, and Improviser tries to attack guys directly, and Mevius takes like a ton of damage directly to his back. Like he falls down, stops moving. His the lights in his eyes have gone out. It's looking pretty bad, but you know, Ryu shouts really good. <laughs> <laughs> 
shout, shout, shout well. real, real powerful shouts. <laughs> and he just gets up. He's got like this new form with these gold flame, this gold flame crest on his chest, just like the guy's flame symbol. And then uses like a super. I guess it's supposed to be like this, like crazy hot attack, and melts the robot rather than blowing it up. And that defeats it. And then everybody goes home happy, it seems, <laughs> at the end of it. But this is, you know, once again, this... Taro, too, who's just, like, yeah, later on. Yeah, Taro's just like, bye. <laughs> we know that there's more to come. Like, this thing is really strong, and mm-hmm. it was just the first unit or the advanced unit. So he's got a lot of prep, or they've got a lot of prep to do. Right. And like, and Taro specifically is like, look, it's about to get yeah. worse. Yeah. Like, <laughs> heads yeah. up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that was... um. That was episode 30. I really enjoyed yeah, this one. I'm glad it landed on... This is a great one to land on. Like, Imagine if it had landed mm-hmm, on sure. 29 instead. I mean, that probably would have been a good one to have, but yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the cliffhanger of it would be... Oh, yeah. It would be very, very uh, upsetting, yeah. I think. Uh, not, not, not as good. Mm. Not as good. Mm-hmm. We don't want that. I definitely... I don't know what I expected from this episode, but it definitely was interesting. The whole, like... I'm not sure if I've seen an equivalent shot of... Particularly with maybe it's like face down, you know, you got an ultra who's in ultra size, like laying on the ground and then the team like around him like that close. That's a really, I don't know, I, I can't think of another time when something like that has happened, mm-hmm. I guess. So it was interesting uh, from that perspective, this kind of different view, if you will, on um, like the, you know, the rah-rah teams getting together moment. Yeah, that was interesting. For me, at least, I, I think that was really the the big takeaway. Was like, wow, this is a really different moment. Everybody down there at kind of at ground level, looking up, and yeah, you know, you can do it. We believe all that stuff. Yeah, like I was, I, I definitely was not expecting that. Yeah, I do enjoy the secret identity reveal. It's it's Peter Parker on the train. He's just a <laughs> right. <laughs> this thirty year old man is Imagine just a kid. The... He's just a kid. <laughs> <laughs> imagine them like trying to do the thing like in spider-man 2 where they're like trying to lift him off the train but it's ultraman so it takes like six trains <laughs> to lift him up <laughs> it's a it's a reverse um what is that called gulliver's travels oh ultraverse, right yes. <laughs> ultraverse travels Gultra gultraverse travels Gultraverse. ultraverse yeah <laughs> It's not a bad name. That'd be kind of fun. I I don't know how I feel about that history of Ultra that was revealed to us by by uh, Mirai. Yeah, Overlook. That was weird. Yeah, the idea that it's they like, used that to be, they're just they just used to be human, and you know we yeah. just happened to get. I feel like I want to know if that's like the canon. Sure. I don't, you know, it's very. I would say it's very loose anyway. But they were like we we were just like you, and we just want to. Look after you. I mean, I guess, you know, we never really see them go anywhere besides Earth, so maybe that's what it is. But also, it was like, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I don't like it, yeah. honestly. Um, I, I, To me, I mean, I guess there's, a, I mean, one thematic way you can go is that the people who you think are alien or different are really, you know, not so different, ultimately. Because it, it, in this read, it's like, ah, they just are mm-hmm. us. I really prefer, I mean, it usually feels like the Ultra theme is coming to understand the unknown and coming to understand what we consider to be alien or different and learning to be human and that it is possible, you know, because so many Ultras deal with themes at least a few episodes of like, is it really okay to even kill what we consider to be monsters? 
ultras are themselves alien beings or, or semi-divine beings and it's like they're always occupying human hosts and it's like learn the, the fact that learning to be human is even possible yeah. mm-hmm. i don't like the idea that actually secretly we're the same i mean ultimately the the end result i guess is is, is kind of the you, know, you get to the same place of like we're not so different so I, i'm not like it's i don't think it's a betrayal of the theme but it has this kind of sense of like ah in a fantasy story or something when it's like actually the reason why you're the hero is you secretly have royal oh, blood. Oh yeah, yeah, like, no, I guess, yeah. You know what I mean? It feels like it, it feels like actually secretly we were the same all yeah. along. It feels like a weird way to get there when I really like the the usual angle, which is that okay we can we are separate and different, and we but we think that that's this like unbridgeable gap, but really we can learn to coexist and to talk with one another and communicate and to be like each other. Like the, the, that there is a true learning and bridging there. Whereas here, it, making them just, ah, oh, well, we were just human too. I feel like it undercuts that a little bit. I don't, I don't yeah. care for it. Yeah, I get that. Personally. I agree with you. I'd, I'd be curious to know how canon yeah. that is because I, I don't care for it actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't I know if I wanted this it. mystery solved, mm. but we also know that like the reason he's using that human form is because of, you know, that previous captain's son. So like, right. What, like, what? all right what (laughs) i mean it kind of undercuts the whole like ah this is really hard this difficult act i have to put on of being human like actually you're just human the whole time yeah i don't don't know Mm. i don't like it (laughs) yeah i have issues i have i have notes right you know (laughs) agreed so yeah i didn't really care for that Mm. i i don't know if this will actually happen we were kind of joking about this but like the charms that mary gave out i have like a feeling that they'll at some point like realize or become like a plastic toy rather than this like painted rock i don't know if this is real or not Mm. uh it would be that's that maybe that's too modern an idea or like too new an idea you know what i'm talking about I know what you no, it's I know what you mean. Ultra like, tool it... now or something like Right, right. No, I get that. Um nice to see the little triple barreled laser come yes. back. We hadn't seen that in a while. <laughs> he he grabs it. Ryu grabs it out of George's hand and just like, hey, that's not, that's not yours. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's see, what else? Taro is interesting as a I guess a, a guest hero is I guess what we'd call him. Uh, as a ringer, I am so used to it being Ultraman Zero. Oh yeah, it was always yeah, true. It's almost it feels like it's always Zero mm-hmm. these days. So it's really interesting to have Taro, who's kind of a low key, like he's not a big personality. Unlike Zero, who's you know Zero is basically like he's Kamina from Girl in the Gone, right? He's like this huge personality shows up in the cape and all that stuff and he's so dramatic so it's interesting because taro is just kind of like level-headed and, and like very kind of even keeled so that was interesting and i i like taro's design a lot i really wish i had seen Taro. i wish i had i haven't i got the release that the the newest release they put out i need to watch it <laughs> yeah there's so much toku but so that was interesting i guess an interesting dynamic coming from you know having watching some trigger and stuff recently and and zed and and orb and so forth like it's you know it's zero season baby and g and all that like he's just everywhere over the modern stuff so it's like ah it's just it's literally just taro no special forms or anything how do we feel about the uh design on the maybe it's like the up because like his new upgrade comes with a bit of a redesign of his look how do we feel about that i i enjoy it i i think the flames motif that we've been seeing throughout is so wonderfully cheesy and for him to, to have it gold, embossed in gold, 
now on his chest is great. And I wonder if it's something he has to transform mm-hmm. into or if it's just going to be there from now on. I like the I like the kind of I mean, I think I mentioned it while we were recording. I like the kind of like luchador look. I mean, ultras are already very heavy on the wrestler, but he kind of reminds me of say like some of Rey Mysterio's uh, outfits with the kind of flame motif um, and the little gold, the gold and silver pillar. Is it just just enough there to kind of break it up? Because Mabius is, I think Mabius has a really strong effect motif in the the the, the Mobius strip, right? The the infinity yeah. symbol. Like I think that's a really strong motif for him. But I think his core design is relatively simple, and like if you were to show me an ultra who like powered up and had the the fiery Mobius strip, I'd be like, oh, that's clearly that's Mobius. Like it's so easily identifiable. But his actual suit can be a little understated, I guess. Like in terms of just being an ultra, like you you could almost be like, wait, now which one is this one again? I mean, he, he, I think he's distinct enough that you'd be like, oh no, wait, that's Mabius. But there are, you know, he's not quite like say, you know, Ultraman Jack or Ultraman Eighty, where it's like you have to really be deep in it to tell him apart. I like that this gives him a little more visual distinctness with the kind of gold, lightningy, fiery filigree and the the silver ac- across the mill. I think that I, th- I think it does just enough for him, with also without being like too much. It's not like completely ridiculous in terms of like being like oh my god like he's just like a whole new you know it's not like a modern transformation thing or anything where he's like you know like the design is just too too much so that's nice right i feel like he's still gonna get like a couple of more physical changes before the end of it i Mm -hmm. I feel like that's you know we're only at episode 30 there's 20 more to go it could still happen right Mm -hmm. so we're it it feels like a definitely like a growing form and we're gonna get some kind of final, true final form in the last, you know, five episodes or so, right? Mm-hmm. That's very mm-hmm. typical. Even of this era, I feel like it would, it could still happen, right? Yeah, that feels appropriate. I, I, I think we're gonna. I, I agree. I think we're gonna see like another like real, real form, if you will. Yeah, but I'm, I'm overall though, I'm, I'm very pleased with the, with this episode. It was a good one to, uh, a good one to, uh, end up watching yeah. together. Yeah, it was very good. I, I I liked how it all shook out. I liked the new form. I liked Taro. I I definitely cracked up laughing with when Taro is like having his solemn moment and he's like, Tah! Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I like jumped a little bit. That was pretty funny with <laughs> when he left. Um that was his I guess his highest high point there. But yeah, no, this is a good episode. It was definitely a good one to to end on. Yes, absolutely. Any other thoughts before we move into ye old Twitter questions? I don't think so. Um, all right. Uh, so Devon asks, any Toku series you guys want to get an official release here in the West? I was hoping for Cutie Honey the Live, which is getting a release this December. That's the first question. So is there anything, any Toku series that we would like to see get a release here that we have not thus far? You know, that would have been my answer, actually. But not even joking. I also mm. did pre-order it, so I put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> that I would have. You put your cutie where you live. Is is that? Well, is that a, okay. I, don't know I guess right, along but... those lines, maybe that the that uh the Sailor Moon live action. I don't think that's had. I don't think yeah. that's had an official release in the U.S. yet. So, or at least the West. I don't know. Yeah, I don't believe so. Um, I I know we have watched a few episodes in the Discord, and I yeah. really dig it. Yeah. Um, it's it's you know it's great. I mean, Sailor Moon's always good. It's it is kind of like full circle though, right? Because it's like you know Tokusatsu and Super Sentai were really influential for Sailor Moon, and then for Sailor Moon to turn around and be Tokusatsu, it's kind of like this, <laughs> or you know, Orboros kind of thing, right? It's feeding itself. 
which is great. Let's see. So another one that we would like to see released. I mean, I would certainly, writ large, I mean, I agree that Cutie Honey and Sailor Moon were some that, that I would have picked. Or just more Common Rider. Like, that would be nice. Um, although we are, that was one of the news things I wanted to talk about, I guess, and I forgot. Zero One is getting an official right. English release. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is pretty exciting. I will definitely be picking that up. Um, uh, we've gotten great. I mean, we live in a blessed age. I mean, I guess maybe for those who are new, uh, Ultraman is in a really great place. Not only have we gotten multiple official translations, and we're going through like a new round of new releases with these great steel books and Blu-rays. Like, you're, we're spoiled for Ultra, thank God. And Sentai's in kind of a weird place because we were getting the Shout DVDs for a yeah, number of years. Right. We got everything from Jetman through Hurricaneer, which is, so I guess that's like 90, is it like 90 or 91 through like 2002 or 2003, like somewhere in that range. So we got a good chunk, but it seems like that has fallen off. Like, I don't think we've seen a new release for that for a couple of years, which mm-hmm. is sad. I mean, it's still up in streaming. We're still kind of, it would be nice to see more of that come out. And then Common Rider got the original yeah, series. Zero One is like two years out? 2018. Yeah. Yeah, 2018, 2019, yeah. maybe? Because Build was 2017 to 2018. I think Zero One yes. came after. Oh, wait, no. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Uh, it went Build. Thank you. Zio, yes. Zio was after one. Build. Yes. Okay. I get those right. mixed up. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help two Zs in a row. But yeah, like, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty quick turnaround for a newer series, right? Like, mm-hmm. not, not the quickest, mm-hmm. but also not five years, <laughs> 10 plus years, whatever. Um, sure yeah that not quite simulpub like not quite where we yeah. really want to be which is you know the anime level of just getting it right, right that's away. where thankfully ultraman is somehow magically yes thank even <laughs> if it is a temporary you have um, two weeks to watch a thing it is happening yeah right it's kind of frustrating yes. but <laughs> different kinds different flavors yeah so uh we're in a weird place where you know we've got zero one coming out we've got OG Common Rider and Kuga both streaming. No, no physical release, but streaming. We've got some Garo stuff streaming and physical released, and we've got a couple of Metal Hero seasons. Like Just Beyond, um, is out. I know. I think there's another one too. I can't recall off the top of my head. So like we're in this weird patchy. Like Ultraman is like ah, oh, it's Christmas morning. Everywhere else is a little more patchy. So. Cutie Honey and Sailor Moon are both ones that I would have liked to see released, and we've kind of covered that. Cutie Honey is coming out. Uh, Sailor Moon, not just yet. I personally... What, what's the, the the Chinese franchise? Armor Hero? Is that the... Like, the kind of... Because I know there's, like, a, a whole... I don't like, know. I don't know I enough about Armor that Hero. anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. Armor Hero is... So yeah, a Chinese Tokusatsu series. Okay, so there's um there's quite there's a, quite a few seasons of that, I think. I, I would... I, I'm always about availability. I want to see more. And I'm always really curious uh, what sort of different flavors, I guess, if you will, uh, of tokusatsu. Because clearly Armor Hero is in the vein of kind of the various Toei productions and so forth. Like, it's clear that's what it's pulling from. But I'm sure it's going to have a very different execution. I would really like to see what that's like. So that's definitely a whole kind of franchise that i would like to see us get official releases and official subs for that would be really Mm -hmm. great and good subs too i mean i guess that's another thing that's that's been an issue with some of the ultraman releases here lately the quality of the subs is i don't know enough to comment but for the folks who are in the know there are some quality issues 
It's like the grid, I think Gridman in particular, people were pretty upset about, which is a shame. So I would like to see, you know, quality sub-releases too, but, uh, so I guess my vote would go to Armor Hero, because it feels like that's a whole other space where I'm sure there's a whole different set of, you know, similar but new expectations and things like that. I would really like hmm. to see it. So this first question. Second, uh, do you want to see more animated Toku series akin to the Gridman universe and Common Rider double anime that was announced? I'm not really thirsting for it. I think it, if it's done well or done in an interesting way, that that could be really cool. We do have that Ultraman. Um, I mean, there's the Ultraman anime, and there's also the mm-hmm. cartoon. Do we call it a cartoon? Another animated series that's being produced by Netflix, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, remains to be seen how that will be delivered or what it will be like. But I, I'm, I'm less excited about them moving from live action. You know, this is, I, I some of the magic is in how they shoot it and how they budget it, and how absolutely they, if a suit can last a whole season. Or if it ends up getting destroyed partway through, <laughs> uh, and and then you can totally right. tell. But that, that I'm not opposed to it, but I'm also not really thinking about it. Does that make sense? No, no, that totally makes yeah. sense. I get what you mean. Uh, I definitely am in the, of the mind that like it's fine, but right, like it's like I, I don't. I'm always good for more. Like, I feel like things like what they've done with particularly like the Gridman Dynasty mm, mm-hmm. on have been just like so impressive but i do feel like you're saying it's like what i get out of that is not quite what i get out of tokusatsu Mm -hmm. regularly because like you say it's about how do Mm -hmm. they do it right it's about seeing the way these effects manage you know how convincing or unconvincing creative or uncreative like just the the the, the practical appreciation Mm -hmm. is so critical and and i will say this i feel like you know, an anime can be mm. how to put this exactly. Another thing that I come to for come to Tokusatsu for is live action superhero stories that are not cynical, mm. mm-hmm. and especially in the sense of like willing to accept the superheroic situations as having gravity no matter what's happening on screen. Like, it doesn't matter that Mabius in that episode 29 was holding a giant toy plane. Everyone in the scene was acting as though that was a, you know, it's like a, it's a guy in a suit holding a, a plastic yes. toy plane. Like, everyone in it is, is 100% committed to the part and to, to what's happening. And so many times, especially in the modern kind of MCU, post-MCU era, but, like, the cynicism of, like, the winking at the camera and the, like, isn't this ridiculous kind of elements of... It's fine in most American superhero type stuff. Like it's fine. I don't have an inherent problem with it, but everything is in it. Like it's like we can just never take right. it seriously. Like it's always got to be yeah a joke. It, the the sincerity of it, right? Is that what it is? Like, yes, precisely. Like it, it's very sincere yeah. in Tokusatsu, and I feel like that's part of why I come to it. Also, like I do feel like the a lot of American cartoons, I feel like, especially ones that are quote-unquote for kids, but do have kind of action elements to them, do a much better job than the live-action stuff of being mm-hmm. sincere. Like, I feel like like when, say... But I feel like, okay, like, I don't know, let's take an example like, say, Steven Universe or Adventure Time or, you know, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Like, these are shows that have a lot of comedy, 
but then there are really serious moments that are given a lot uh-huh. of weight. And I feel like you can get that more easily. Even stuff like, I don't know, maybe like the, the DC Animated Universe stuff. I mean, there was, some, there was some jokey stuff in it, but it was all played yeah. pretty straight. <laughs> and I feel like in American animation, you can get, you can, ironically, you can get more sincerity in these stories from American animation. So I don't feel like I have to come to, anim, to animation to get that mm. same feeling. Whereas with the live action stuff, it's much harder to find. You know, so that's part of why I enjoy Tokusatsu. If the, it's a really complicated answer, but it's it's a combination of the practical effects and the sincerity that we right. don't often see. Yeah, it's hard to get get away without a little bit of a isn't this ridiculous being like said straight into the camera? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unless they just go absolutely yeah, unless they go absolutely crazy with it, like I'm hoping they're gonna do for that new Spider-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> What's that you say? <laughs> Doctor Octopus is back and he's wearing the same trench coat. Do tell. Okay. <laughs> Let me pre-order some tickets right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I see. I feel like that's part of why uh, a lot of the Sam Raimi films, like the, those, they do have. There's a certain quality mm-hmm. to them, in a lot of ways. More practical mm-hmm. effects in those, and I would say they're a little more sincere. I mean, I, you know, they still have some of those same kind of wink at the camera elements, I guess, but. Not quite to the level that I guess right. is expected yeah. these days. Yeah, I can kind um, of see that. Yeah, I think maybe maybe that's why that's why the third Thor is much more enjoyable than maybe the first and the second. Maybe that's an element of it because they just they just go they just go ham and it's not even like you know they don't they don't they just go for it you know any winks are are very right. much more subtle or so absurd or so over the top that you can't help but smile right and it's like there's a point at which like the absurd there's so much absurdity you really can't have quite as many of those kind of commentary kind of jokes Mm -hmm. to break immersion because you'd be doing them every scene you just like no we're on like a weird space world and all that you know it's just it's it's oh it's Mm -hmm. constant right um so I, i i feel like that's a part of it and so i although i i'm not against it i'm like i don't feel like there's something like inherently magical about tokusatsu that somehow yeah. makes it better i mean it certainly helps to have live actors who are good right. at what they're doing you know committing to scenes but there's power in voice acting too i'll cry just as easily in anime yeah. if it's done right i certainly hope that whatever they do I, I consider myself something of an evangelist for tokusatsu i'm constantly and i am with you as well like i feel like we're constantly trying to talk about how mm-hmm. great these things are you know, not not to be like, oh, we like something that the you know this isn't what those everybody's like. Like we're special. Like it's not like that. It's like I think there's something really special here that everyone can enjoy, and so we're always fighting that uphill battle of getting people to commit and try it out and see what they're missing because like it's really special. Like I want more people yes. to enjoy these things. I think they're really wonderful and they can add to you know the limited time we have here on this planet. I, I hope that they add whatever they do, like with the say the comment writer double thing. It doesn't have to necessarily be like Gridman caliber, you know, because like Gridman was yeah. something else. But like I do hope that they're they make sure that it is mm-hmm. a good production because if it people are already kind of how to put this, there's so much out there. You only have so much time. You can only watch and do so much. There's the sense of like, well, if I dip my toes into Toku, I have to admit how much I need to try to see. I already am backlogged on everything. Right. I'm just not going to do it. So like, I think people are looking for any excuse to pull away and be like, nope, I'm not adding all this to my plate. Yeah. And I get it. Right. There's a lot out there. You know, I, even I am constantly like, oh my God, I have so much Toku to watch. You know, So I understand the hesitancy and they're looking for any way to just like, nope, I don't want to deal with this. So I hope 
the adaptations like the double like i hope it's good and draws people in it doesn't have to be the greatest thing ever but it does need to be of a certain caliber because i feel like at least on the you know where we're at in fandom in our spaces like we're always trying to fight to get people just just give it a yeah. shot give it a chance and if the if the adaptation's kind of meh they're gonna oh this toku stuff is silly i don't want to deal with it that is a fear i have i mean and w- once again i'm not like a completely opposed to even even the uh uh you know whether or not this lands with people there there is a, there is a pipeline from you know manga to anime or manga to drama or, or live action adaptation mm-hmm. of something maybe maybe the drama version mm-hmm. or you know the, we stopped calling them dramas at some point but uh dramas were maybe a different form or a different way to bring this to another audience or something and if even if you're not in that audience doesn't hurt the original that much maybe you know maybe in some situations it's better than the right. original but rare i mean maybe rarely but you know <laughs> what i mean like there's it's 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 a, a maybe a fun perspective or a fun little twist or a different kind of it's just a different medium you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i i think there's especially with double doubles you know double yes. special for a lot of folks it was my first common writer so i of course I care very deeply about these characters, and I want to see them get... I'm always happy to see them get more time to shine and get more appreciation, so I am personally yeah. intend to enjoy it. I hope that means also that the uh, original, like the series, would get some kind of official release as well, because I don't think it did, right? So that no, would be a not. nice... That would be really nice! Yeah, <laughs> if, <laughs> if you're else. listening, <laughs> yeah. John Q. Toei. <laughs> Give people a, like, hey, this show's doing really well, it'd be cool if people got to see how it started. I don't know. Who I, I don't know. If right, I'm... and it's it's such a great starting point, right? For for after because decade is kind of yeah. kind of a lot. Um, it's a really good place to start. So you would hope that anyway. I I do I I agree. I hope it heralds uh, a release. I, it certainly feels like it should. I'm just really amazed that it's even happening. I'll be pretty amazed. I assume we'll get it simul simulpubbed just because of um the way most anime does get simulpubbed these days it'd be interesting to see if it it heralds something over here at least in like the u.s market and stuff like it'd be really nice if if we got a release for it and maybe that zero one is a signal that they're more open to doing that i certainly would Mm. like that again as we talked about last episode of the episode before you know toei has come down really hard on fan subgroups and like again understandably so on some level like you got to protect your IP. I know IP laws sometimes make companies like have to come down really hard, even when they don't necessarily want to on some things. It's like, if you don't protect it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. Like I get that, but it's like, if, if we're going to do that, it'd be really nice if there was some way, like, please just let us watch the stuff. <laughs> like I pay for my subscriptions to a couple different little anime sites so I can watch my anime and I, you know, I can on VRV, I can watch a lot of Toku stuff. Like I have no problem doing that. I just, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta let me like, <laughs> How do how do I watch this stuff? I I, I need help here, right. you know. Yeah. So I I do hope it does herald a release for Double. A Double's another one of those that seems to be a very big hit. I think another reason a lot of people recommend it is not only because it's not only because it feels like a clean break after a decade. Obviously, it's a really good series and it's it's very newbie friendly, especially with the kind of the, the noir theming. So I feel like it's another if your kind of long term goal is to get people into this stuff double feels like it's a, a pretty consistent hit for getting people into kusatsu and getting into common writers specifically so i do hope that's what we see always wanting more folks in the space enjoying this stuff
Yeah, definitely. So our good buddy Allison asks, out of all four episodes, what was your favorite kaiju? So let's let's recap. We had we had Zeton mm-hmm. show up in twenty seven. We had the ghost in twenty eight, and then we had in twenty nine and thirty we had the the evil Gatling gun Improviser. monster with the yeah, Improviser, thank you, with the yes. the oven mitts. So who's our favorite monster out of that bunch? And I guess Miklos also made an appearance. No, Do we count we're Miklos? Ta- we're talking he's, about he's new good boy mode. kaiju. What showed up for the first time? Okay. My vote goes for Nova because just of how... <laughs> it's a balloon with a rope and tentacles. And it's scary. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> it's my favorite. Are there are there Nova figures? Nope, it's going to be all the Marvel Nova guy. <laughs> Make yeah, your own Nova. Not. I feel like Zeton is kind of cheating because Zeton's a classic design. You know, he's, I mean, like, how do you compare? Like, if you ask me to rate a new monster versus, say, King Joe, I'm always going to pick King Joe because I think King Joe's, like, one of the greatest designs ever. Oh, yes. He was 60 years old. He's terrific. And Zeton, classic Ultraman alien monster. So with the weird vertical yellow slit in the bug antenna i mean it's great he's a little dull he just just he does he's kind of a blaster i guess i have to give it the, the tootsie pop ghost was great but i kind of have to give it to to nova too just because or sorry impriser because that that uh that flip out move where it's just this like spinning full 360 at the hip or at the waist and it's just fire and laser blasts everywhere like including out of its like chain gun yeah. face head thing Really great yeah. sequence, I thought, and all lots of, I guess you wouldn't call it body horror, but there's, I mean, I guess it's kind of body horror adjacent, because like in episode 29, there was that bit where like the whole upper half got blown off, and it was still moving, that's a really great, I guess, I assume they had the suit actor, like a, you know, blue or a green, like upper half, and then just wearing the legs, and then the whole thing with it getting blown to pieces, and then all the hands and legs tilting back up, that's all very kind of t one thousand kind of stuff right I, I love it i think it's great yes absolutely so shooty and body horror-y okay well do we have any other thoughts or anything on this this batch of four before we i don't think so out of here? i think we that is great once again you know it, it's yeah. there's a gap between these but every time it's uh it's a good time yeah feels like coming home right game talk next time <laughs> this is gonna happen though yeah Lots of games. Back to lots some of games. Talk. I I have been, I have been, I've yes, been playing also, games. Yes, but so we'll save that. I'll be ready. We'll save that for its own. That's yes. what it's for. <laughs> we we must, like Mirai, we must hide our hidden gamer identities while walking amongst the humans. That they don't know. <laughs> Ultraman Gamerius, <laughs> the Awful. smelliest ultra. Oh. Terrible. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Super Senpai Podcast. We'll notice you again next time. Super Super Senpai Senpai Podcast. Podcast!